and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name's Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace, and I'd like to welcome our three guests, Doug Gobeski. Hey, it's great to be here. Tony Huff. Hello. And Paul Wilcox. Great to be back. And uh, today, it's the moment you've been waiting for. It is the 23rd installment of our Merry Marvel Movie March. We're going to tackle the February 16th, 2007 release, Ghost Rider, which I have to say in a weird way, because otherwise everyone thinks I'm saying Ghost Rider. (laughs) Yeah! Plus, you want to cut off any potential jokes that anyone would be saying at this point. (laughs) I feel like Alex made them all in earlier episodes. That's true, out of respect. Out of respect to him. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to be content stealers. It just makes me think of the uh, the insurance term, a ghost rider. Did you just Google ghost rider to see what non-Marvel hits you'd get? Is, is that a kind of homeowner's insurance for uh, hauntings? <laughs> yeah, you attach a ghost rider. To, uh... <laughs> the homeowner's policy. Yeah, just, yeah that way, uh, <laughs> if you get haunted, then you know it covers any kind of exorcisms or anything like that. Medium. Broken dishes? Yeah. <laughs> Sage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sage therapy. <laughs> Our sage bill this month is through the roof. <laughs> Good I'll thing file we another got, claim. Ghost, <laughs> ghost riding is when a person exits their moving vehicle and dances beside and around it. Oh, yeah. That was oh, big, like, yeah. uh, five years ago. Ghost riding the whip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's the same 10 years ago, but yeah. What? What? That one. No, that was like 10 years ago in 1993. (laughs) 2006 is what it says. (laughs) This Washington Post article is dated December 27th, 2006. It took a while to make it to the Midwest. (laughs) There you go. Forgot about ghost riding the whip. (laughs) Always wanted to do that. Apparently there's a documentary film called Ghost Ride the Whip. Huh. From 2008. See? Getting closer to... <laughs> where was the set? Probably uh, Nebraska. San Francisco. <laughs> oh, see? So still on the coast. Yeah. Hasn't made it to us yet. They made that, that documentary Lords of Ghost Town. <laughs> Ghost Town and the, the Whip Boys. <laughs> and the Whip Boys. That sounds like a different documentary. <laughs> We've had a lot of uh, pop. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, no, we're not talking about Ghost Riding the Whip. Instead, uh, this is another Marvel movie. It is the story of one Dennis Ghost Rider, who is a traveling circus performer, and he makes a deal with MTV to do some sick stunts on some of their music videos, and then discovers that he's gotten himself in over his head. Yeah. Is he a ghost? Does the movie answer that? <laughs> no, that's his uh that's his nickname. They oh, call him ghost. Oh, I see. Mm. So spoiler alert for the film, but the only way he can uh get himself free is to uh start writing books for celebrities but published under their names. Oh. Wait, I'm confused. I thought this movie was based off of the nineteen sixty seven Marvel comic book Ghost Rider. Is that not the plot of the 1967 Marvel comic book Ghost Rider? No, the plot <laughs> of the 1967 Marvel comic book Ghost Rider involves Carter Slade as uh, some sort of, I don't know, superhero or something. 
Wait, okay, real talk. Is the original Ghost Rider actually Carter Slade? Yeah, Feb- says Ghost Rider number one, February 1967, Carter Slade. Reprints call him the Phantom Rider. Interesting. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, Sam Elliott's character. Well, no, I knew that that was a character, right? I just didn't realize that he predated Johnny Blaze, though. So. Oh, oh so like, so Ghost, the new Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. The millennial. Is, is actually, actually is part of, it's, he's not like a reboot, like, hey, we're restyling him. He was actually like a, well, I, I think it's next some Ghost Rider, canon wise. I think it's something where they fleshed out the canon later. It was more like, they had this thing originally called Ghost Rider. I'm not quite sure how the Flaming Skull dude got called Ghost Rider, but hmm. Did they sort of reboot Ghost Rider like when it became Johnny Blaze? The Which was apparently five years later in 1972. There's some controversy regarding who came up with the, the concept for Ghost Rider. You know, was it was it a team thing or was it just Gary Friedrich? All right, so Phantom Rider, and then that's Carter Slade, and then we get Johnny Blaze later. Yeah, like five years later, we get Johnny Blaze in Marvel Spotlight. I didn't realize that was only five years later. Maybe I just didn't really know Ghost Rider. I assumed that Johnny Blaze was a product of everything being extreme in the 90s. No, product of the Evil Knievel era, I think. Yeah, Evil Knievel, late 60s and stuff. So, yeah. So was, was he a he was a flaming skull at that point? The the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider? Yeah, it was like yeah. Johnny Blaze was a flaming skull from the beginning. Okay. Yep. Cool. No need to wear a helmet when you've got a flaming skull. Wouldn't your helmet just melt? Hmm. Maybe if it's made hold of on, asbestos. Hold on, hold on. Wouldn't your jacket just melt? Ghost Rider a scoff law? Or did they not have helmet laws back in the 70s? I think it entirely depends on the state you're in. Yeah. Uh, it's not a federal thing. Hmm. But... I'm pretty sure that Johnny Blaze was in the state of being a total badass. So <laughs> badass MFer who just wants to crank his hog. Shout out to the pack. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Is that a joke or something? No, he's, he's talking to his fellow riders. <laughs> Ghost Rider, of course, the story of Johnny Blaze played by Nicolas Cage, although not at the point I'm about to describe who makes a deal with Mephistopheles, played by Peter Fonda, who he sells his soul to in exchange for curing his father's cancer. Then his dad dies anyway in a tragic motorcycle accident. OPS, they're motorcycle stunt riders. And so 20 years later, maybe 15, something like that. Mephistopheles' son, Blackheart, comes up to Earth to steal some sort of contract of souls that will allow him to launch hell on earth so mephistopheles recruits johnny blaze to become the ghost rider to take care of blackheart blackheart played by wes bentley and uh ava mendez is in this movie too i guess oh and donald logue yeah yeah second appearance of donald logue in our march yes who's the The moment you've all been waiting for (laughs) the return of donald logue to the marvel movies (laughs) who's that i was upset about him i was too i okay so who is that from grounded for life it was the last great sick what other marvel thing was he in blade oh was it blade wait a second like the original blade yeah Yeah. blade one was he the guy you kept getting his hand cut off yes Yes. oh how about that all right so now that doug is up to speed with the rest of the audience yep (laughs) yeah who doesn't know who donald logue is (laughs) 
Jeez. <laughs> my my dad kept thinking his name was Donald. <laughs> so, had you seen this movie before? Had I? Yes. No. Paul? Same here. I had not seen it. We we watched it together. It was something we had never done before. Charlie. Um, I had not seen this one, although I have seen Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Wait, you uh, watched the sequel to a movie without having seen the original first? Yeah, that holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I have Adam to thank for that one. <laughs> That's right. I, I still can't believe we weren't the only people in that theater. <laughs> Close. For a movie that was I mean, on its second weekend in the morning. <laughs> I guess I hadn't quite seen it before because I, I own it on DVD. But as you discovered doing your research, I own the extended edition. So I'd never seen the theatrical version before. Uh, I saw it in theaters. Probably with like Jason. I probably made Jason go to Ghost Rider with me. And I think that might be it. Because there were definitely moments that I didn't remember happening. Such as the one Tony is about to allude to. And by allude to, I mean tell us outright. I need the setup again. <laughs> Donald Logue. I didn't like how they just killed him off so easily. I invested so much time in liking this character <laughs> and his crappy dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was anticlimactic, and it was just like, oh, you're dead. Like, Bye. Even though I had seen this movie before, that surprised me, too, because I really thought the moment where Johnny Blaze leaps over the helicopters and Donald Logue is like going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're doing that on the side. I thought that was the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And then that scene happened, and I was like, wait, do they just do this like a similar thing at the end? And then they killed him. I was like, wait, how can he be dead? He has to come back. And it turned out that no. I yeah, and I, even, I said the same thing to Paul. I was like, well, maybe he comes back at the end. Like, there's some stupid power that Ghost Rider has. No. Nope. And I still don't understand why, he, why uh, they didn't kill uh, Ava Mendez. Blackheart was using her as leverage. I guess. But, like, she was, like, half dead at one point. Yeah, he just touched her a little bit. Oh, okay. You know, to motivate the male main character. Well, you don't want to kill the hostage. Then you end up over-leveraged. Oh, that's true. I also you didn't want to half-fridge her. I also was really <laughs> afraid for the police. Like Sting and Andy <laughs> Summers and Stuart Cole. No, like, the police department <laughs> in that city. <laughs> they exhausted a lot of resources. And they, did. they didn't really get any results. And to be fair, I would have shot at Ghost Rider as well. It took them a long time. I really enjoyed the part where they uh, their forensics is going through the like torn up street with like, the <laughs> melted asphalt. And they find like a broken license plate. And they're like, oh, this must be the culprit. Yeah. <laughs> good police work right it, there. Very good police work. Oh, yeah. If you guess right, then you're right. Then you're right. And I loved good cop, bad cop. <laughs> and, and you know what? And Johnny Blaze called him out on their bullshit. <laughs> he, he watched movies. He knew what was going on. Yeah. Because he was in a movie. <laughs> yeah, he's in all kinds of movies. That just reminds me of the time Chris Harris and I played good cop, bad cop, except we were both the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> That also came up while we watched the show. Yeah. And Wait, also the do... meme about the cop, the the uh, <laughs> space jam, the, the bad cop, and the cop who likes space jam. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what space jam? 
bad cop. Tell us where you hid the money. Cop who likes Space Jam. Let's watch Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was at that point we took an intermission. (laughs) (laughs) To watch Space Jam. (laughs) Yeah, we watched Space Jam in the middle. That works out while you like the second half better than the first half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we watched Top Gun from the top. (laughs) Then we watched it again. (laughs) Then we finished the movie. (laughs) It took a while. It was a long time. It's worth it, though. It was worth it. I think it's the best way to watch it. Get to the cop scene. Get to the cop scene. Take a break. Watch Space Jam. Watch Top Gun. Twice. (laughs) Then finish. Then finish. And then watch the uh, rest of Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Really maps out your Saturday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have to eat Blaze pizza before, too. Don't forget Blaze Doritos. At Reno's? Blaze Doritos. Oh. You could probably get those at Reno's. No, we ended up going to Kroger and getting some uh, popcorn. Okay. I paid for it. (laughs) Cool story, bro. I paid for it. I Uh, I treated Paul to some nice uh, popcorn. Uh, There was a kettle corn and white cheddar. I made him carry it because he didn't want to get a bag. I didn't want a bag. So I was like, you carry it. I was trying to save the turtles uh, and not get plastic. And then Paul made me carry the goods that I uh, that I bought. Then we had a guy ask us for money, <laughs> and he walked right up to our car. Yeah, he followed, he followed us to the car. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, have a good day, guys. <laughs> wow. Paul didn't realize- I don't think he was. He was probably just happened to have been walking in the same direction, but he was like, mentally, his goodbye told us he was in the group. Yeah. <laughs> so we invited him to watch Ghost Rider. <laughs> And he ran away on the uh, the cattle one. <laughs> he knew what he was. We would be in for otherwise. We just if we had it would have had a chance to tell him no. We take a Space Jam intermission. He, <laughs> he might have. He might have. Yeah. 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 So Charlie, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So the director, Mark Steven Johnson, yeah. his uh, previous movie had been Daredevil. So do you think it's just the case in Hollywood at that time that no one was interested in doing comic book movies? <laughs> so uh, they were just like, yeah, sure. made enough money. Here you go. Have a ghostwriter. I mean, in many ways, that's still happening. You have certain directors, you know, not to bring up Brian Singer again, but. <laughs> Sonia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that he was even able to direct part of Bohemian Rhapsody just kind of shows that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If something makes money. You're allowed to direct something again. But I think it was just more interesting that they were just like they sought him out rather than just anyone else. Because uh, it just seems yeah. like at this time, right, like the directors they have doing these superhero movies, as far as I can tell, don't really seem to be directors interested in comic books. Right. Now, that's definitely true, which is surprising because of how much Nick Cage wanted to get this off the ground. I was wondering whether he had something to do with choosing the director slash screenwriter in this one. I don't believe so. Yeah. I know that the Ghost Rider, that this movie had basically been in pre-production for like forever, like since the early 90s forever. And at one point, they talked to Eric Bana, but then got him to do Hulk instead. Johnny Depp was attached at one point to be Johnny Blaze. And then Nick Cage got wind of that and had his agent put his name forward too, because Nick Cage is famously a big comic book person. Hence his stage name of Nick Cage comes from Luke Cage. So... Whoa, 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 whoa. You telling me his given name is not Nicholas Cage? No, he's Nicholas Coppola. Oh. I don't know if I can handle this, guys. 
<laughs> oh, apparently Doug learned something new. Yeah, he's related to Francis Ford Coppola, but he didn't want to coast on the star power of the name, so he changed it to Cage in honor of Luke Cage. Like, I'm not making stuff up. This is genuine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just waiting to see how blown Doug's mind is at this point. Right. I'm waiting for him to reconstruct the pieces. <laughs> or possibly he just left. He did have to go do laundry. <laughs> he did, but <laughs> like I just heard the door. <laughs> He's done, folks. He's out. Yep. Yeah. We broke we broke him. <laughs> uh, there may be a story behind how why he was chosen, Adam, and I'm not really sure but i think yeah just in general i'm willing to accept that it was like yeah he was a guy who was around who wanted some work and they gave it to him no no guys you're missing it the reason that he was chosen was for the transformation scene where he screams oh sorry i was talking about the director <laughs> no, 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 he, yeah he's talking <laughs> charlie's talking about the director we all know why nick cage was chosen. oh okay oh yeah <laughs> where is this by the way in nick cage's career trajectory like is this a low toward a low point or uh yeah i think he's already on a downward slope that he never really recovers from like he's done the wicker man by this point i think yes he done bad lieutenant no he has not actually which i only know off the top of my head because i guess ava mendez was in that with him like a year later what about national treasure has he done national treasure yet (sighs) we can figure out exactly what two movies this is between (laughs) there's no way to know There's no way to look this up. Wait, I have this in my phone someplace. Hold it's, on. It's between <laughs> it's between the Wicker Man and Next. National Treasure was just after this. National Treasure was 2004. In order. Oh, sorry. National Treasure Book of Secrets. I'm sorry. Yeah, the only movies after that he got some sort of a claim for. I think you're right. Bad Lieutenant. And all the way up until now with Mandy, at least in my opinion, I thought he did a really good job in that. Or that more specifically, it was... The sort of role that they'd written for Nick Cage, it feels like. <laughs> it uses his particular acting strengths. I mean, he was in things like Kick-Ass, which we'll be doing eventually. But Okay, I'm back. It's not a we Nick know. Cage joint, really. What'd I miss? Nothing. You missed us talking about Nicolas Cage being a Coppola. Had to do some laundry to help clear my mind. I just assumed his name was Nicolas Cage, son of Dennis Cage. <laughs> no, that's his brother. Oh, Get it right. (laughs) So one thing that I will say that I did appreciate about this movie, at least in the beginning, was the cinematography. Actually, I thought was pretty good. Like the the early scenes where they're out in like the the rural parts of Texas and whatnot. (laughs) You mean Australia? Whatever. Look, shut up. (laughs) You know what I mean. I do. I say I'll definitely agree with that. And they really did go for a comic book feel in a lot of the other scenes, too. And for the most part, stuck with that in a way that I thought worked. I mean, there were scenes like where Johnny Blaze is riding alongside the truck trying to catch up with Ava Mendez, which where you could see, okay, well, you know, they're obviously green screening the background or doing CG or putting a stunt guy in. But even that kind of felt comic booky to me. Like it's probably the weakest point as far as the, the visuals, but still. Oh, wow. The uh, the cinematographer Russell Boyd uh, actually has some pretty impressive credits to his name. Uh, he did Master and Commander. Oh wow! He did Picnic at Hanging Rock. He did Liar Liar. Wait, like the original one or like the television show? 
The picnic at Hanging Rock, sorry. <laughs> Not Liar Liar. <laughs> I didn't know they made a show of that. Yeah. The, ori- the original picnic at Hanging Rock. That's a, that's yeah, a wow. tough, uh, tough story arc on Liar Liar, the television series. <laughs> What's he going to lie about this? Week? <laughs> he can't. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it's been a while. What's he going to fail to lie about? I like that. I like that Paul thinks his initial reaction that liar liar was just a guy walking around lying. <laughs> and the end of it, you know, it it basically becomes a Todd Margaret situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Todd Margaret's like the anti liar liar. <laughs> I would actually watch that television show. Kelsey but, Grammer in Liar Liar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll get into talking about the script and what we thought about the writing there, but I thought it was a fun movie to watch, like you're saying, yeah. Adam. Oh, yeah. Hate. What? what? No, disagree. Yeah. I hate <laughs> the, hated it. Oh, it was awful. So if you were watching with the sound off, you would be like, this is terrible. Yeah, the first half for sure. Yeah. All right, yeah. The stuff with Nick Cage as a daredevil? You were not a fan? No, I thought it was dumb. I don't understand. I, I didn't, yeah, because it was dumb. <laughs> this is <laughs> no, good. no, I don't understand you in that. Let's get a different opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely need to hear more about you, this opinion of yours. Well, I just, it didn't make sense why, like, was he trying to kill himself? I didn't understand why he was doing stuff and like neither did his like company and they were like, I don't know. He like wasn't friends with them, but then he was, I hated it. Oh, it was awful. (laughs) And then he's like jumping over helicopters and they're like, why would you do this? This is all like, this is crazy. He's like, well, my dad thought it would be good. And then he's like, your dad was right, man. And then he fight, like they jumps over it. That's badass. No, it was stupid. Oh, hate. Thank you for sharing. I really wow. can't agree with that opinion, though. Gosh, I love that. The all the circuit stuff. I was like, oh man, that's a freaking sweet stunt. It's not. Ugh. He's gonna be. He's gonna be cut up by helicopter blades if he gets it wrong. I didn't realize the helicopters were going to be idling. So I was like, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like anything else. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's got a better chance of landing on grass now. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you know that Nick Cage actually did that? He jumped the land at awesome the football stadium. No, he started in the film, but... <laughs> It was actually Nick Cage in scenes in that in that movie. It wasn't a stunt double the entire time. <laughs> they didn't just pay for his likeness. Right. They actually had him on set. Oh, they yeah. didn't digitally recreate his face. <laughs> it wasn't a Rogue One situation. He was actually on set for parts. Yeah, but I will say, even though I hated it so much in the beginning, the last hour of it, I did enjoy the action. I thought that that was pretty cool. I didn't like how quickly he killed off the side people for black art. He just kind of killed them. Like the one in the water. It was just like, oh, and uh, you're dead. Yeah, that's a problem that we've had with, I think, several Marvel movies. I'm remembering. Yeah. Wasn't it Electra? They had the same yeah. issue where 
I mean, there's just so many little but side I villains. That, I felt that this one actually did a better job, though, of introducing who those villains were. Because, you know, they introduce them in the bar scene and you're like, OK, I, I get the the earth, you know, wind, water thing. And then, you yep. know, Ghost Rider's the fire. I get that. And then they had the little callback where he's looking at like the the book. Right. And it talks about like the fallen angels and how they turned into those like it tied it. And I was like, oh, OK, I actually get this now. Yeah. As opposed to like Electro, where there's like a bunch of random goons and then they die. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of introducing them for sure. I just didn't like how easily, like, I thought the best, like, fight scene that was there was the one against the wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, the one with the the water I didn't like, the one where, like, he smashed him with the semi, and then he just kind of made him into stone? I don't know. I liked the, I mean, not that actual fight scene, but I liked the getting smashed by the semi, though. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was funny. Because I didn't I actually, actually see it coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little True. nervous. I thought he was dead. I thought that uh, we were over. <laughs> I was actually, I was kind of hoping. <laughs> really this, long the second half sequence. of the movie. Uh, the second half of the movie is the Danny Catch Ghost Rider. Who's that? So, so we already covered how Carter Slade is the original, original Ghost Rider, right? Yes. Well, Johnny Blaze <laughs> is the original Flaming Hellfire Skull Motorcycle Dude guy, Ghost Rider. And then after he was Ghost Rider, there was another one, Danny Ketch, who doesn't show up until the 90s, I think. Oh, uh, worth mentioning that the chain is actually a Danny Ketch thing. Oh, hmm. Johnny Blaze didn't have the chain in his uh, original appearances. Oh, wait. OK, so when did that? When did Danny Ketch show up then? Uh, looks like 1990 was when he was introduced. Okay, so that that's like what I think of when I think of Ghost Rider. Oh. Like 90s Ghost Rider, you know, flaming skull oh, so and you, chains, you know. So, so you're not even thinking of the, the Johnny Blaze played by Nick Cage Ghost Rider. You're thinking of the other guy. Yeah, that was my first exposure to Ghost Rider. Ah, Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of Ghost Rider lore to unpack there. Good thing he watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, and and I still want to know if like the the you know various primate videos that he was into and and the jelly beans <laughs> thing if those are like part of Ghost Rider the character beyond this movie because oh I, I just assumed that that was them filming Nick Cage and he didn't realize <laughs> that he was actually <laughs> filming the movie at that point. Hey, 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 go back. Go back. Beans go, go back. They got they got monkeys on the other channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like... trying to relax after a long day of shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was Tony who pointed out earlier, just like you're saying, Doug, there are very specific things going on in this movie <laughs> or references that make it seem like this must be something from a comic. Like yeah. his love of television like his almost television addiction like he, he's willing to watch anything except something that's relevant <laughs> to the, <laughs> the story yeah well, i mean I wonder let, me, if... let me google ghost rider jelly beans <laughs> ghost rider brand jelly bellies <laughs> oh no i typed it in wrong i typed it as heli beans <laughs> make sure you do a bing search Oh, there's an IMDb question. What's with all the jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost Rider movie fact. 
I like that it's under, the, yeah, the FAQ. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an answer? And he puts them in a martini glass and gnaws at the side of the glass in order to get them in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> How would you eat it? Uh, I would probably pick them up individually from the glass and then put them in my like mouth. Like an animal? Yeah, like an amateur. Put your, <laughs> put your fingers right in the glass. It really was Nick Cage. It was an artistic. He took some artistic liberties and wrote in the jelly beans. <laughs> Rejecting in previous incarnations of the character. I've got him drinking jelly beans out of a martini glass. He listens to Karen Carpenter because he's trying to relax. He likes chimpanzees. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so that, that's about what I pegged it to be. Like, watching it, you just get that impression. <laughs> I love this. Forget films like Batman Begins and X-Men, which prized comic realism. Cage says the character shift is indicative of a change of tone that harkens back to, quote, B-monster movies with Vincent Price, end quote. I mean, that does sort of lead into one of the issues I had with this film, which is that it just seems like it's tonally all over the place. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it never like, wants to commit to like a particular style. And so it does like action movie and like drama and romantic comedy and slapstick and <laughs> like pick one, guys. Come on. Yeah. For an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it was. That's a lot. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're setting the tone for the rest of the Marvel Universe. All of the above. I also like this quote from uh, Nicolas Cage. He says, uh, it was time for a character like this rather than Superman. I think it's more appropriate for me. It's not the standard superhero. It doesn't follow any traditional rules. I couldn't understand how something so terrible could also be good. And it appealed to me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Trash it. (laughs) I think that's like kind of a, it's almost... You could read that as a as a metaphor for his acting career, right? <laughs> oh, there was another way to take that. <laughs> as all good Nicolas Cage quotes are, they really speak to his entire career. Wow, I'm I'm really happy that we learned <laughs> that it was really Nicolas Cage deciding this. <laughs> I mean, I just assumed, but yeah, it is good to get the confirmation. No, well, I think you assumed because you thought it was funny. Right? I thought it was very Cage-esque. Yeah. And here I'm sitting here, thought, I was like, ah, it's a little bit on the nose. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, he says, you know, he wanted to make something funny and scary. Because I remember you noting during the first part of the movie, Tony, that you're like, is this supposed to be a horror movie? Because there's like jump scares and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that. <laughs> or just like lots of like. <sighs> yeah. That's also some- <laughs> that was something I didn't like in the beginning was, was like, I didn't un- I didn't understand. Like when I think of like a comic film, I don't think of something that's trying to be scary. And they put in, like you said, these jump scares and like changing the faces of some of the darker characters and i was just like okay that was fun i mean to be fair it has ghost in the title (laughs) ghosts are scary casper's not uh um you actually think about casper it gets pretty scary (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) casper the friendly but still respects your boundaries ghost (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, always asked to come into your place. <laughs> Casper, the consensual ghost. I would like to point out that in the Casper universe, there are some ghosts who wear clothes showing that Casper and his uncles are really just nudists. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they got the au naturel going on. Maybe that's just something as a ghost you uh, you work up to. You're like, I don't need <laughs> these anymore. Your shame. It's, it's like vestiges of humanity. Yeah. House elves. Like, Dobby is free. <laughs> <laughs> so how about casting Peter Fonda as the devil, Charlie? Uh, I thought it, I thought he did a pretty good job. I didn't expect to see him because I hadn't looked at the cast ahead of time. I didn't think about it until afterwards, but I thought it was kind of funny to cast him since one of his big roles was Easy Rider. So he's riding a chopper in that movie. And the Wild Angels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he was the highlight of it for me, though. Was the highlight of it Sam Elliott? <laughs> no. For you? Believe it or not, I, I think Nick Cage is the highlight of it for me. Okay. When he's used to to good effect, I, I like Nick Cage a lot. I think this is one of the movies where, you know, his over-the-top style really ends up working when he's doing the transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I clapped, actually, at that part. <laughs> it is still funny. I still laughed at it. It's still a bit much, but in a way, I appreciated. I mean, his face and hands and body were all turning into fire, so yeah. I would assume that would be a painful experience. I mean, I genuinely believe that if Nick Cage got turned into Ghost Rider, that's about what it would look like. Yeah. <laughs> I did think some of the effects though, of like the souls flying around and stuff was actually pretty poor. Like it was very much like, oh, hey, what's up? 2007 computer effects. Yeah, the souls where they were all they all at least seemed like the same model. Oh, like just the they, final scene. Yeah. Like so many uh, killer whales in an Aquaman poster. Yeah, it's kind of tough coming Wait, from. I missed that. Oh, just people are criticizing the Aquaman poster because they had just taken the same whale and put it in different orientations. Um, I think too, with the effects in this movie is kind of tough coming from like, you know, X-Men was pretty big budget, you know, pretty high quality effects in that. And I'm thinking, okay, we're to the point where they're all going to be top notch from here (laughs) on out. But I guess that wasn't always going to be the case. Oh, I do have a question. This one's probably aimed at Adam. Uh, so this was a Sony movie, right? Yeah. Okay. It was really I mean, weird. Columbia, and I didn't, but yeah. I don't think I saw Sony mentioned until the very, very, very end of the credits where it was like something, something, a Sony move, uh, a Sony company. I mean, it's described as a Columbia Pictures release, but that's a, effectively the same thing. Well, like the Spider-Man movies, like they specifically mentioned Sony in the opening credits, don't they? The Sony didn't pop up when they were playing PlayStation in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, where can you get that Ghost Rider game? Or, sorry, Johnny Blaze game. Yeah. Like one. After that, uh, after seeing the PS2 in, uh, <laughs> in X-Men, it's it's great to see all of these mobile um, gaming rigs still, you know, still rocking the, the CRT in like 2007 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was pretty jaded at that point. I was like, I've already seen this in X-Men 3. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't even get like a good shot of gameplay. Well, as good a shot as you did in X Men. <laughs> so, what about the Ghost Rider himself? As far as the CG on that, did people like that? Yeah, I like that. I thought the they did a reasonable job with that. I was expecting something actually pretty poor and 
did not get something pretty poor. I thought the flame was well done and the skull was whatever was all right. I, I thought they did a really good job modeling the skull, but something about the flames and the skull together looked kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the light was <laughs> shining off of the flaming skull just looks strange. I don't know. I'm looking at CGI special effects feel to it. It didn't look like somebody really doused a human skull in gasoline and set it ablaze. But other than that, I thought the the special effects were decent. They did what they needed to do. There were, you know, yeah, some like sort of, you know, maybe not perfect looking moments. But I think all in all, it got the, uh, you know, the over the top badassery across to me. I think he was a suitable suitable looking uh, flaming skeleton yeah i enjoyed it <laughs> those segments where uh yes where he does the the care bear stare to him um. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know we were calling it that <laughs> go on <laughs> Those were kind. Of, those could be kind of long. I like. Yeah. We yeah. mentioned that one. I didn't like the eyes after he like reclaimed their soul <laughs> or burned their soul or whatever the heck he did. That that, w- that was really weird. It, it freaked me out. So I think they did a good job then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was okay. I liked uh, when Samuel Elliott's character turned into Ghost Rider for the final time, and then just like just left. Yeah, that was kind of strange where at the end of the movie, he was like, I could only turn back into Ghost Rider one time, so I'm leaving now. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be in my trailer. (laughs) Yeah, it it was interesting because it was just kind of like, we're all counting on you. Good luck. (laughs) So yeah, it's Sam Elliott's second appearance, and his first one was in Hulk, the Ang Lee movie. He was the, the general. General Ross. Yeah. How did you feel his performance compared to the versus that? Here he does his cowboy thing, and he does it fine. I liked Hulk better because I think he had to stretch a little bit more, although I remember complaining he was yelling too much in that movie. <laughs> I think we had an extended conversation about that. but um, We did, but you apologized at the end, so it was okay, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah, this is Cowboy Sam Elliott, so it's it's fine. It's nice. I think it works. I, I like the idea of having the cowboy character, as Doug discussed, like the original character. Seems like kind of a nice origin story for Ghost Rider, and this is this current incarnation with the motorcycle. Tony. Yes. Why did you like the second half of the movie better than the first half? Was it just a space jam high, or was it something else? Well, I think taking a break helped. I really do think that. I, and I just, I, I thought the action was a little bit better. So one of the reasons I didn't like the beginning was I felt like it they like sped up and slowed down the plot so like it wasn't being driven at like a consi- at a consistent like I don't know it just seemed like really weird and then at the end you I don't know I just I felt fulfilled for you know throughout that that portion of like oh okay and I I felt that it was just a, it was there was better spacing I do have a crush on uh young uh Johnny Blaze I made that very apparent to Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yep. I, I follow uh, Matt Long on uh, on Instagram now. Do you? <laughs> what? Oh, that's cool that he's got the uh, Yeah. I'm going to DM him. Oh, Matt Long might be too old for you, uh, Tony. In 1980, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nine-year difference. I'm a, I'm a changed man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a changed boy. <laughs> 
Well, I just want to. I just want to uh, hang out with 2007. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Instagram does he do? Uh, a lot of food, and he's like got bake that he makes himself, or like, oh, I'm at a restaurant. Like, this okay. is what we got. Oh, look, this is my wife. Quote, you know, in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised on how much uh, information I retained. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really, you're not just remembering the movie, you're remembering the the experience. (laughs) Does anyone have anything else they want to say before we wrap up? Why did Ava Mendez's character like Johnny Blaze? She's got a soft spot in her heart for the bad boys. Was that it? Like, was that really it? Yeah, I mean, he don't work. (laughs) that's how he lives (laughs) got hit with my own joke (laughs) I'm a bad boy I don't work I steal for money that's how I live (laughs) classic I remember getting some serious groans out of that moment where he's you know unintentionally standing her up since yeah since he's becoming Ghost Rider, and right. she asked the waiter, "You think I'm pretty, right?" Oh, <laughs> and then and then the waiter just kind of like is like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but look at that waiter; he bats for the other team. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I told you, Paul. you instantly defended him. <laughs> I was, I was like. Oh my god, that guy's a jerk! And I was like, unless he's gay. <laughs> and then I then I re- then I went back on that and said, no, that's still a jerk move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be both. Yeah, <laughs> I would have told her she looked pretty because I thought she did look pretty. Maybe she doesn't look pretty when she's drank two bottles of wine. Yeah, she's going through that wine pretty hard. Mm-hmm. My favorite part though was that she was drinking and upset that he was gone, and he had not even like made an attempt to even try and go to that date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was already so late. Yeah, he was psyching himself up for it, and then he got ghost-ridden. But, like, I was expecting him to be, like, driving to the date, you know, yeah. like, he was just, like, like, talking to himself, hasn't even started the transformation. Unless they weren't assuming that that was supposed to be simultaneous <laughs> time. <laughs> that he was, he was going to be at least an hour late. <laughs> I just imagined her asking him, like, why were you so late? And he's like, oh, I made this deal with the devil. Like, and he turned me into the Ghost Rider. And she's like, when was that? And he's like, oh, it was around 730. It's like, our date was supposed to start at 7. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. She, she's really, she's really oh. quizzing him <laughs> so that she can get mad. <laughs> well, what time was that? Oh, 730. We could have been here. <laughs> I could have watched you become Ghost Rider. <laughs> Someone I know saw Mike Brabiglia, and you know, there's some Someone people you know walking in Tony late. Oh, maybe you were at this show. Yeah, and there were people walking in late, and he's like, "I love how I love people walking in late." Hey, you know, and he does some crowd work with them. Why were you late? And they're like, "Oh, your your Uber was late." Oh, what time did you call him? <laughs> <laughs> That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, that they probably were already pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that they threw the Uber driver <laughs> yeah, under the bus. Yeah, they totally made, they were 
were trying, they were trying to, you know, make some excuses, and it just didn't work. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to say is uh, that the girl that Ghost Rider saves from being robbed is indeed Rebel Wilson. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Did not catch that at all. Well, she had red hair instead of blonde, I guess. But well, even from the voice, I didn't get it. Well, yeah, I, I know it's pain and gains. Rebel Wilson. It was that was a funny, <laughs> funny part. Wait, what would you know her from if not pain and gain? <laughs> pitch Perfect, probably Pitch Perfect. Yeah, or Pitch Never heard Perfect too. Never heard. Never heard. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Rebel Rain Wilson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it was probably the funniest part of the movie for me was her little bit that she did there oh, yeah. and i looked it up later so yeah that's kind of fun to see her and i definitely felt like some of that was improv too on her part all right so i guess ultimately just uh, how did you feel about ghost rider overall would you uh would you wrap it in a warm loving flamey embrace or would you care bear stare it out of existence <laughs> I guess I'm asking, how many helicopters out of 10 would you let this movie jump over? Was it 10 helicopters that he jumped over? I believe it was six in the movie, but it's 10 for our rating scale. Gotcha. Well, then I will give it as many helicopters as was in the movie. <laughs> so six out of 10, huh? Uh, I actually want to go more like lower. <laughs> you can go lower. I want to go four. Wow. Yeah, I didn't like it. So one less than Worse Howard than the Duck. Howard the Duck? Where am I? Oh, wait. Oh, you're the Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Howard the Duck, in my mind, has really done a lot better. <laughs> I want to redact that and give it a nine. Think, think though, think about how you'll feel about Ghost Rider down the road. Yeah, I'll probably go to like a two. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you not like Nick Cage? No, I love them. Just not yeah. in this, huh? No, I, I, I didn't like this. I'd give it a four. Okay. Four helicopters. Doug? Uh, I mean, I had fun. I guess you can't really give things half helicopters. Sure you can. What would a half helicopter be? Mm, a broken helicopter. <laughs> uh, so it's not idling? <laughs> Early <laughs> blades of death? Yeah, it's just sitting there. It's parked <laughs> on the grass. Mm, uh Regardless, I think I'm going to have to give it uh, the same as I gave the other Sam Elliott movie, Seven. All right. Well, hmm. you know, you got me thinking, Seven or Seven and a Half? Do I, do I add a broken helicopter there? So is, <laughs> is this on par for you with Blade, I guess is the question. Yeah. And Daredevil directors. Yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe I like Blade a little bit better. So, yeah, Seven. Seven. All seven right. helicopters out of ten. I had fun. I wish the CGI were better. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I thought it looked pretty good for the most part. But I agree that the dialogue was really clunky and there just wasn't a lot they could do with it. And tonally, it just seems very inconsistent. Like they never quite land on what style they want to be. And unlike uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that Doug mentioned earlier, um, where they sort of make a virtue of that, of like maintaining a general overall tone with just like little bits. Here it just felt like they just couldn't decide what kind of movie they wanted to make. But, you know, the action scenes are pretty good and, you know, Nick Cage is entertaining. For me, I think this is probably six helicopters out of ten. So the, the number of helicopters he jumped in the movie, that's the number of helicopters I give this out of ten. 
<laughs> so so um, that's for me it's about the same as x-men the last stand which feels about right to me oh wow brutal mm. i mean i could go 6.5 but i'm not sure i like this as much as the 1989 punisher so i'm just gonna stick with six and when we get to the great re-rate at whatever point we get to that you know maybe that'll shift a bit we'll have to watch them all over again to recalibrate <laughs> that's right but in in random order oh yeah <laughs> got to uh control <laughs> you have a randomized clinical trial you don't tell somebody what they're watching but you know it's a placebo they're watching superman returns Ooh. you're not watching the real blade trinity <laughs> <laughs> so you have to come up with like really like cheap not like make a fan film version of every movie also a swede film like in a Be Kind Rewind, the Swede version. <laughs> Stephen Colbert is Blade. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Kelly has no problems with this movie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> He's not going blackface. <laughs> he is Blade. <laughs> so I think... Adam hit the nail on the head with just that there was there were a lot of little parts in the movie I liked a lot. I thought some of the humor was pretty amusing. I didn't mind the special effects. I was entertained the whole time, but when you look back at it, none of the pieces really fit together. So as Adam said, it's just like kind of a tonal mess. Then again, my overall impression is fairly positive. So just looking at my old ratings, I'm going to give this a 6.5 helicopters out of 10 just so it kind of fits in with what i thought of other movies on our our scale i actually enjoyed it a lot more than i expected fantastic or yeah. daredevil director's cut yes okay i enjoyed this a lot more than i thought i would especially considering ghost rider spirit of vengeance <laughs> which i don't think i will rate as highly although who knows maybe <laughs> seeing this you know original material will help out on my second viewing of that movie now that you finally have the context <laughs> Paul, I'll give you the last word. Kind of similar to Doug, I thought it was a, a real fun romp. Some of the humor and dialogue, you know, fell a little flat. But, you know, overall, I found that first half pretty, was getting a lot of chuckles out of it. And, you know, enjoyed the second half with the, uh, you know, pretty good action and whatnot. So I think, all things considered, I'll, I think I'll go with a, uh, with seven helicopters out of ten, um, I do feel like my enjoyment was kind of right there in the uh, in the 1990 Captain America and and the Daredevil director's cut kind of zone for me. Wait, I thought for you the Cap 1990 Captain America was a 20 out of 10. Well, it keeps going up, but I I liked it as much as I enjoyed Captain America at the time that I watched it. Gotcha. Of course, it can't have the, the song, but no song can be that song. And that's okay. I mean, I guess except maybe the song itself, I guess, could. Well, that goes without singing. Could be, you know, the uh, identity uh, property of Home of the Brave. All right. So so a plagiarized version would also be good? Oh, it would have to be the exact same. Oh, so you you couldn't just sample it bittersweet symphony style? No. Okay. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us for Ghost Rider. Now we're going to jump forward three months to May 2007. And the, uh, I think, probably safe to say one of the finest achievements of humanity as a whole, (laughs) just as a species. 
Oh. And that is Spider-Man 3. Ooh. Woo! So, you know, get those expectations, like, really high. The way they were in 2007 when you went to see this movie. Oh, Oh, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to dance. Ready to dance, Mary Jane. So, thanks again for listening. Uh, I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Walls. And... Thank you very much to our guests, Tony Huff, Hello. Paul Wilcox. It was a pleasure. And Doug Gobeski. As always, fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskiWallsReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GWReport, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. Hey, hey guys. What kind of organization do superheroes form when they want to lobby? Like when they want to lobby the government? They form a super PAC. He's doing there you the go. Joke. There's the worst joke you'll hear all week. <laughs> he's, do- he's doing the bit and nobody is, is playing along. <laughs> you gotta own it. Yeah. It's like when I would sing a song and like turn to someone <laughs> to, to, to sing along and then just be like, all right. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I'll take your turn too. So I work at a fish market. <laughs> You know what? It's that joke gets better with age. <laughs> yeah, because it mean, turned into an anti joke. <laughs> Still it, funny. <laughs> People laugh. It gets better with age because it started at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's better with age because we're further away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I did okay. I didn't realize that we were gonna go through a joke autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> The fish market. So let's start with the delivery. Um, (laughs) Before we really get into the nitty gritty of the syntax and the construction of the joke.